0: The opinions and suggestions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors.
1: Stay tuned for Money Talk, an informative and educational show that's all about money and investments, from 401ks to IRAs to insurance. Your host is Dan Witham, a Wall Street veteran with over 25 years of experience in the securities industry. Dan is a branch manager with LPL Financial. The opinions voiced on this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investor. Investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. All investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Now, here's Money Talk.
2: And good Sunday morning to you. My name's Russell Mills. Welcome to Money Talk. We are live and local in the big city of Tulsa on what is a glorious October Sunday morning. Um, Mr. Dan Witham here from LPL Financial, along with Steve Money. And myself, we're going to be talking about dividend growth today, and I don't know what else he's got in store, but he definitely has a book to give away on that very topic. Mr. Witham, good morning, sir.
3: Well, thank you, Russell. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's good to have you both here. appreciate you coming in on this beautiful morning. I know you had to get up. You got to sleep in today, actually, didn't you? A little you? bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a good thing. Uh, the book this week, Russell, is called Dividend Growth Machine, How to Supercharge Your Investment Returns with Dividend. Stocks. We have talked several times about dividend growth stocks about growing your income at up to, you know, like 30% a year, your dividend income up to 30% a year. And this is a book that's all about that subject, how to pick good quality stocks and stocks that are increasing their dividends year in and year out. They talk about why traditional investment strategies fail in this book, how to improve your results dramatically, how to outperform passive index strategies like buying the S&P 500 or something like that. That's what that refers to. And it says how, and I'm using their words, not mine, mind you, I'm looking at the attorney in the room here when I say this. (laughs) It says, how to practically guarantee a positive investment return. That's why I say it's their words, not mine.
0: Yeah. There's that with, qualifier in there, I practically.
3: I don't use the G word on the show, No, that's why right? that
0: I <laughs> I go, you know, guarantee, in quotes. I don't, don't like
3: using the G word, yes, and, and my compliance people don't either, I'm sure, so we'll avoid that. Uh, what dividends are, where they're paid from and where they come from? Where do dividends come from? Which is a great question, as a matter of fact. How dividends can replace your paycheck in retirement. It's all about how to, you know, pick companies that are growing their dividends. And, Russell, believe it or not, most companies that are growing their dividends rapidly are mature companies that have been around for a day or two, Mm. right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because newer companies don't even pay dividends a lot of the times. A brand new startup usually doesn't pay a dividend for several years, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. But you get a company like Coca-Cola, which has been around since, what, 1870, 1875, something like that. Yeah. Uh, They they can afford to pay a dividend or two right now. And uh, that's why Warren Buffett bought them. As a matter of fact, he owns a huge chunk of that company and gets a nice fat dividend uh, payment every year. This book is geared towards people who are either retired or close to retirement, uh, because I know Steve's going to ask me the question, who should read this? (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to preempt him and just tell you, it's for people that are, you know, 50 plus years old, I would say is the average person who's probably going to want to read this book. Not that somebody younger couldn't read it or shouldn't, but I'm just saying it would benefit primarily those people. Because these are people that want to be a little more conservative with their investment approach. People that are worried about the market, people that might be worried for some strange reason about the political situation worldwide. (laughs) I can't imagine. <laughs> Why it would be at this moment in time, uh, but I think you understand where I'm coming from. The people that want to orient toward the conservative side of investing, right, but still want to be able to bring some income
2: in from those investments, and we sh- we should probably. I, n- sure. I know you still get, you've got information about the books, still so but we should probably explain to those who don't know what a stock dividend is.
3: Yes, we shall do that. That is confusing for us. We will do that. No problem. Uh, But anyhow, we'll send you a free copy of this book, plus information on our dividend growth strategy, how we pick dividend stocks that are increasing their dividends at up to 30% a year and how you can partake in that. It's all free. All you have to do is give me a call at 918-398-8387. That's 918-398-8387. Now, it is the weekend, so just leave us your name and your address. When you get our voicemail, and we will send that book out to you absolutely free. Your name and your address. I want to remind you, just leave us your name and your address.
0: <laughs> if you don't leave yours, you're not going to get it. Right. Nobody else will. <laughs>
3: So it would help. Uh, and I've had people call us and want to know where their book is, Steve, and, and they've given us the wrong address and, and you'd be surprised <laughs> what happens. And it, we get people on the recording all the time that are, they're like in the middle of giving their address. they like, no, that's wrong. Wait, wait, let me, let me get the right
0: address. I know how to get there, but uh, I don't know the address. So.
3: so it just cracks me up. But anyhow, it's, it's no problem. If you have to call back, you can always call back and leave a second message. Many people do. It, it happens. No worries. Um, anyhow, Russell, you're asking what a dividend is. So let me explain what a dividend is real quick. A dividend, is a payment from a company to shareholders that usually comes out of what are referred to as retained earnings. So if Steve is the CEO of a company, Russell, let's say Steve's a company, say he's Amazon, right? And he makes a billion dollars in profit this year. And Good you're, job, Steve. Yeah. You did great. And you're a shareholder. You own yep. some of the Amazon stock. So Steve says, we're going to pay out 10% of our earnings in dividends. So that would be $100 million. It's,
0: it's kind of like it's profit sharing, basically. Yes,
3: isn't it? well, it's it's profits being given back to the shareholders.
2: Exactly. And kind of a reward for holding that stock. So yes. Like, thank
3: you for, exactly what well, it for is. buying it. It's, in us it's an incentive buying, that for buying stock the to stock. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. it's an incentive to induce people to buy the stock also. But yes, you're correct. So he, they would pay out $100 million in dividends. That's what we call a 10% payout ratio, which is your dividend amount, amount divided by your earnings, which is 10%, in this case, $100 million versus a $1 billion. So he would pay out a uh, hundred million dollars in dividends. So his retained earnings goes from one billion. If this was his first year in operation, let's just say his retained earnings would be go from one billion to nine hundred million after the dividend is paid out. Next year, if he makes another billion in profits, he would have one point nine billion in retained earnings because it rolls forward. It's mm. cumulative. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. But it's reduced by dividends. Okay. So if next year he pays out a billion in dividends, then his he'd still be at nine hundred billion. And then so, retained earnings
0: can so that be a way to? I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, so it kind of ends up being gross profit and then net profit.
3: Well, it's net profit. Retained earnings are always net profit, which is after tax profit. Yeah, yeah. It's always net profit, which is what retained earnings are. But it's net profit minus dividends.
2: See, so that was going to that was going to be my question. Is the, you know, once those once I decide to point them out as dividends, I guess they're no longer income, and that could be a tax strategy as well.
3: They are taxed. Dividends are taxed Divid- yeah. twice. So they're taxed? Tax at the corporate level and they're taxed at the personal level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. This is why I lose my mind when Mr. Biden says that corporations don't pay their fair share of taxes. Because if you're getting a dividend, you know the total taxes on that amount can be up to 60%, You know, Between the two entities, 21% at the corporate level plus your personal income tax level.
0: Well, we never want so, facts to get in the way of a good political agenda. Anyhow,
3: speaking of politics, speaking of the government, uh, something's going to... Break.
2: You can hear the shock in the room. (laughs) Yes.
3: Something's going to break. And, that's, and I'm not referring to the war in Israel and all that stuff and Ukraine and anywhere else in the world we might be going to war. Talking might about the war.
2: House of Representatives?
3: No, well, although that's, that's probably appropriate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: well, Something no
3: needs kidding. some superglue. Yes, no, that, that, that may break too. I think that's already broken. But, now. God, we need to send them all the time out, don't we? we? Non-functional
2: yeah. for um, three weeks now. The
3: situation I'm referring to here is the U.S. Treasury mm. and the U.S. government in 30 days since September 20th to October 20th, Russell, US government has issued 600 billion dollars in new debt. That's 30 days, 1 month. 600 billion in new debt. That's a run rate of 7.2 trillion per year. I'll do the math for you, Steve. I can see your head spinning mm. over there, no. <laughs> looking at me, funny.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking that's a lot of zeros. Seven
3: point two trillion a year, and I don't even know what that is over four years. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, it's not good. The next thing is, we are now issuing. We normally do treasuries. We, how we finance our debt, if that makes sense we finance 2-year treasuries, 10-year treasuries. Now the treasury is issuing the 10-year is almost at 5%. The treasury is now issuing 20-year debt, Steve, 20-year debt at 5 and a quarter percent. Man, here's the problem with that debt. It's not callable. That means callable means they can't cancel the debt, they can't repay it, pay you your money back and say here we're not going to pay you anymore like if you borrow money from the bank. Yeah. And you, know, you can go to the bank and say here I'm going to pay off my $100,000 loan. Yeah. So I no longer have to pay that interest, right? Sure. Treasury can't do that with their debt. This is non-callable debt. For 20 years the US government will be obligated to pay this at 5 and a quarter percent. So, let's just say that 3 years from now interest rates drop Russell to 3% for 20 year debt. What's the U.S. government going to be paying on it?
0: Five
2: percent. Five and a quarter. Still going to be paying that five and a quarter. That Absolutely. Part yes. of the money in. Oh, okay. Great. Good. Nice, nice, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> <Isn't> it- Locking <laughs> us into that thing. Okay. Yep. Hey, we do got to take a quick time out. A reminder that the book Dan's given away this week is called Dividend Growth Machine and then a whole really, really long subtitle I'm not going to go into. There's no time. But it's about uh, growth stocks and, and dividend and the strategy. To Employ, if that is where, where you would like to invest, you, he will send you that book absolutely free. The phone number is 918-398-8387. You, you throwing any uh, dividend growth stock strategies along with it? Okay, he'll, he'll send you that as well. Again, the information in the book, all free. Dividend growth machine, 918-398-8387. More money talk after a quick timeout on 1023 KRMG.
0: The colors of the rainbow So pretty in
2: the sky Hit the road, Jack Don't you come back no more No more, no more, no more Oh, welcome back to buddy Talk Here on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk Now, Dan picked out the music today you trying to tell me something, Dan?
0: No more,
3: no more, no I like this music I like Ray Charles I just like this
2: song. Okay, <laughs> it's I got you
0: Ray Charles.
2: All right. Uh, Dan, as he does every week here on Money Talk, uh, gives away books, this week being no exception. Dan Witham is a uh, branch manager here in Tulsa for LPL Financial. Steve Money is with us.
3: Sir, do you want to tell um, tell them about the book you got going this week? Sure. Well, thank you, Russell. The book is called Dividend Growth Machine, How to Supercharge Your Investment Returns with Dividend Stocks. We're going to talk about dividend stocks in just a moment, as a matter of fact, and uh, our dividend growth strategy. But We'll send you a copy of this book along with information on our dividend growth strategy. It's all free. Just give me a call at 918-398-8387. That's 918 918- 398-8387. Just leave us your name and your address. And when you get the voicemail, we'll send that out to you. Absolutely free. So who wrote this book this week? You haven't mentioned that yet. Well, you would ask me that. And <laughs> you know, I don't have the name of the author on here. Uh, Nathan. That Nathan, that says he knows. It's Nathan Winklepick. That's what it says on here. Oh,
0: oh, oh man, Happy that, Larry. That's
3: unfortunate. <laughs> now you millions on of purpose. people are googling
0: Winkle Peck yeah. because yeah. they can't believe that's an to
3: actual hear him person. Say Winkle Peck. Was- So, so who's hand, Larry?
2: Oh man, we educated him on that one. He's, he's got that one. Okay.
3: Okay. If it's quiz time,
0: kudos to Larry. All right.
3: Um, I I hear a lot of rhetoric over the years about taxation about what people pay in taxes. And I hear not just Joe Biden, but many other people. Nancy Pelosi used to say this a lot, too. She'd say, pay your fair share and stuff like that. And many others before them, I'm sure, not just, they didn't invent the term, I don't think. But um, so I pulled up some of the information on tax rates and who pays what in taxes. Uh, Steve, did you know know how much the top 1% income earners, top 1% in the U.S., how much they pay in terms of total income taxes in the U.S.?
0: Uh, I, I don't, but I'll bet you it's more than half.
3: It's close, not quite not quite half, but they make 22% of the income, but they pay 42% of the taxes, top 1%. Those evil people. Yeah, the top uh, 5% pay 62% of the taxes, the top 50%, here's the interesting number, the top 50% pays 97.7% of the taxes in this country, the other 50% pay 23
0: you know my comparison to that just to maybe make it a little understandable more is is like if you if you're in a movie theater and it's packed every seat's full like two of those people paid for everybody else kind of or maybe. You're
3: right. Russell, you look like you want to interject Well, you know,
2: all I can tell you is that the income gap and the wealth gap in this country is growing and has continued to grow. And maybe the reason that all those millions of people don't pay any taxes is because none of them are making any money. They can't make enough money to live. you got to have two people working in a house just to even pay the mortgage and the rent these well, days. It I, wasn't like that when I was a kid. Was it like that when you were a kid? My, my, I wasn't paying attention uh, to taxes when I was a kid. <laughs> were you paying attention Cowboys to your things. family? Did your, <laughs> but, did your mom and dad both have to but, work just to keep food on the table? Because that's where we're at
0: nowadays. But, but that's really not the point. The point is saying that the people who actually pay the taxes are told they need to pay even more. No, worse, they're being told that they don't pay enough, and, and they're paying nearly half. So, I'm, you know, I'm just saying nobody's picking on the people that can't afford it. Sure. But, but, you know, when you're the one doing the heavy lifting, quit being told you're a piece of crap because you don't lift more. Right. No, I, I, I
2: get what you're saying, but how much money does a human being need?
0: And well, at at what
2: point does it become does it become deleterious to society at large when we people can't afford health insurance can't afford to go to the hospital yeah but that's have... not
3: the fault of Elon Musk or somebody like that
2: and yeah and didn't I get cause that. that I get didn't that. Cause that I do situation, and I and I'm not and I'm not so. saying hey let's go f- f- ground all these people up and take all their money away from them because that's not, you know that's not good either I get that capitalism right. absolutely works but all it's, all, but it's, it's, I also it's, know that statistics are can can be. Really bent okay. to make a point, but, right. but
0: I think people that have that philosophy is they think it's a zero sum game, and it's not. You know, for somebody to get ahead doesn't mean that somebody else got behind. It frequently it's somebody worked harder, they made different decisions, and they went in a different direction. And, and, and as a guy who does criminal law, uh, I, I can attest to that. I I, I had a case where part- these two guys got in trouble for the same thing at the same time on the same crime. One's doing great. Uh, one's dead now, you know. <laughs> you, you just make different decisions,
3: and you get That's different true. results. All right, I'm gonna get to investing here for a minute. It's your fault you brought it up. <laughs> I know. I opened that can of worms. You're on, right. Man. You're right. I did. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll have to pay the price for that. <laughs> well, that'll teach you one. Yes.
2: Five minutes'
3: worth, I think. Okay. <laughs> Eleven ways to help yourself say stay sane in a crazy market. Speaking of insanity, <laughs> how to stay sane in a crazy market? How to keep your cool. It can be difficult when the market goes on its one of its roller coaster rides. We're in a period right now where the market's on one of those roller coaster rides. We've got a war in Israel, we've got a war in Ukraine, we've got an upcoming budget issue with the US government, yeah, right? November mid November, November, something like that, right? And we've got a House of Representatives without a speaker. Those are just a few of the things going on right now, and there's gonna be more that I probably can't even think of right now. Okay. Number one, have a game plan having predetermined guidelines that guide your actions. I had a client ask me about a month ago, Steve, what are we going to do if the market goes down? You know, if we have a bad event come up, you know, in November, December of this year. I said, well, we're going to stick to our plan. Otherwise, why would we have one? Why this, would is, this, is, this, is what, this is what our plan is. That's what I was going to say. Is to stick with the plan, to do exactly what we had talked about, what we said we were going to do. Because he acted like I was going to change the plan or change my actions based on this political event or something. that might happen or might not happen. I don't remember what it was we were discussing. But anyhow, my, my thought is, you know, we're going to stick to the plan. Do you believe in your plan? Do you have faith in your plan? Because if you don't, at that moment, when things go bad, when things go south... You're going to bail on your plan. I can tell you what you're going to do. You're going to bail on your plan. And so the question really has to be when that happens, do you believe in what you're doing or don't you? Because if you don't, you probably shouldn't be there in the first place. Yep. You shouldn't go into the plan if you don't believe in it. That's why you
0: made the plan. Right.
3: Don't go along with it if you don't believe in it to begin with. Because things, it's not that things may go bad it's the things right. will just go bad it's a matter bad. of when right it's the, the things will go bad at some point no matter no matter what your plan is I can tell you as uh, Mike Tyson says you know everybody has a plan <laughs> to get punched in I mouth. was just thinking that actually <laughs> Yep, it's a great saying I love that phrase um, know what you own and why you own it go back to your plan look through your holdings before things get ugly look at your holdings and decide why you bought them if you can't articulate why you bought them you probably shouldn't own them
0: you know really that's the purpose of this show yes to make a plan yes don't don't be out there floundering you you don't need to do that and and you know one thing that i i hope people notice is you know you you never come in here in the 15 years i've been with you, you you know you've never come in and said You got to do it this way. Right. And I listen to these other shows, and that's kind of what they say. You know, you just kind of, it's like, I was, this is like you're taking them to Golden Corral. You'll show them everything. Right. But it's up to them to pick what they're going to
3: do. Absolutely. There's more than one way to make money in the market, and my ways are not the only way. Yep. And they will never be the only way.
2: And you've actually got a couple different strategies that you... Right blend together in the overall plan. But I think the important thing is the point that you have made time and time again is have a plan. Stick to the plan. Um, Otherwise, like you said, you're just kind of floundering. All right. We're going to take a quick time out. Speaking of uh, plans, you might want to do a little homework before you formulate the specifics of that plan. Dan's got a book for you. It's called Dividend Growth Machine. It's about growth stocks. And he's also got a, a paper that he's put together about his strategy for taking advantage of them. Now, if you are interested in having that book and that information, absolutely free. Just call 918-398-8387. It's all free. 918-398-8387. You have to leave the right name on the voicemail. More Money Talk after the news.
0: Midnight. like an angel like oh
2: thanks an angel. i know you like picked an this angel. one out just just for <laughs> me <more. laughs> welcome back to money talk here on 1023 krmg tulsa's news and talk i'm russell mills and i'm kind of a smart aleck yeah but that's you know get me up on sundays that's what's gonna happen hey dan with them from lpl financial is here as always uh, to talk about all things you know financial and money wise mr steve money here as well with us, uh, Dan, we always start off by letting folks know about the book that you're giving away this week.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Russell. The book is called Dividend Growth Machine, How to Supercharge Your Investment Returns with Dividend Stocks. We'll send you a free copy of this great book along with information on our dividend growth stock strategy we're going to talk about right now. It's all free. Just give me a call at 918-398-8387. That's 918 918- eight eighty three87 Just leave us your name and your address when you get our voicemail and we'll send that out to you the book and the information are absolutely free. Steve, we talk about time frames, investments, yes, things like do. that. You shouldn't be in the market with any money that you need short term. Okay? Right. Don't play with the grocery money is what my mother used to
0: say. There you go.
3: Don't go to the casino or the stock market with the grocery money. Yep. Okay? Because next thing you know, you'll be starving. You're not careful. Right? <laughs> okay. If you're going to implement a strategy like this dividend growth strategy we're talking about right now, you've got to play the long game. The long game. 3, 5, 10 years, whatever it might be. I don't mean 3 months, 5 months. <laughs> I mean.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah, three years, five years we're talking. Day trading. Yeah. That's not a long-term plan. No,
3: this is not a short-term game plan using this strategy. These are dividend growth stocks. So the first thing we do is we start with these companies in this thing called the Standard & Poor's S&P 500, which are the 500 largest market capitalization companies in the United States. Right? Right. These little companies like 3M. Walmart, IBM, Caterpillar, Johnson & Johnson, AT&T.
2: Fly-by-night. Uh, yeah, these little fly-by-night <laughs> companies.
3: ExxonMobil. The mama the a little bit boss, of oil business. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> so, these are pretty well-established companies. Uh, they're also companies that have been paying dividends for many, many years and increasing dividends for several years. Okay, to, in order to make our list, they have to have been increasing their dividends for at least five years now. And by increasing, I mean increasing dramatically to make my list i'm talking 20 to 30 percent per year dividend increases
0: that's a nice increase
3: yes now russell i asked you this last week but i'm going to ask you again apollo has been in the news a lot lately by the way russell has it?
2: Yes. The, like, Roman God or the company that owns? <laughs> the company. <that, laughs> Whose who's chair okay. you're sitting in. Okay.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Um, let's just say that Apollo or Levi calls you up, you know, tomorrow and says, hey, Russell, we're going to increase your dividend, your income by 30%. This year.
2: i would be in favor of that Duh. plan
3: you wouldn't argue with that no
2: no i'd be okay with it okay. i'd say that that was well deserved and thank you
3: <laughs> um and what if they said to you we're not going to do that we're going to increase it 30 percent next year too that would make me even happier
2: i'd be a very happy guy dan right
3: because we know, those of us that work in the real world know that that doesn't happen very often.
2: Uh, that does not yet happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I suspect and the, and it will the not clock is ticking. So You're still waiting for <laughs> that phone call,
3: aren't you? <laughs> okay. So, this is what dividend growth stocks do. If you pick the right stocks, these are companies that will literally increase your dividends by 20 to 30% a year. And there are many companies out there, believe it or not, that do it in the S&P 500. There are many of them, and I have software that helps me pick these companies and find them, but it can be done, I'm telling you. So, Steve, if you start with a $200,000 portfolio, okay, $200,000 paying a 5% dividend, that's $10,000 a year. Correct. $200,000 times .05 is $10,000. That's where I'm getting that from. If that increases at 30% a year, the $10,000, the dividends only, 30% a year over five years, it grows to 37000 a little over $37,000 in just five years. And that's without any reinvestment of capital, of those dividends. That's if you spend every penny of dividends they gave you, you still grow from 10 to 37,000 in five years. Wow! If you reinvest that money, it grows even yep. more, of course. And I, don't yep. even, I don't have those numbers in front of me. Uh, but anyhow, so it goes to 37 in five years. In 10 years, that 10,000 grows to 137,000. That's just compounding at 30% wow. a year. Yeah. So I'm getting that number. So you not only have that, but you also have if you reinvest some of those dividends, you have quite a bit more money. But if you're spending this and living on the income, which a lot of people do, that's why they buy dividends. That's why stocks. you do it, yeah. Yeah. And so would you like to have your income going from ten thousand to thirty-seven thousand, you know, tripling, a little over almost quadrupling your income in five years? That's where that's why I like dividend growth stocks so much. The other thing is dividend stocks tend to fare much better in a down market. non-paying dividend stocks. And I can explain the reason why. I'll throw out the question to you two. Do you have any idea why that might be? Could it be because
2: as previously mentioned, these are the companies that are well established and have been around for a very long time and aren't going anywhere?
3: That's a big part of it. The other part is If Steve is buying uh, Walmart or Caterpillar, let's say he buys Caterpillar and it pays a 3% dividend. I don't know what it is, but let's just say 3% dividend. A lot of times he's buying it for the dividend, right? To get that dividend. Well, if the stock price goes down, the dividend doesn't move, doesn't change necessarily, right? So they're still paying him 3% and they're still growing that dividend every year. So he's more likely to hang on to that stock. Conversely, if he's buying a, a company that pays no dividend, that's a brand new company, say DocuSign or something like that. He's been around a couple of years, but I don't think it pays a dividend. Watch, I'll be wrong. But, <laughs> um, he might if that stock drops ten or twenty percent. He might bail on it and say, "Screw this! I'm going to yeah. another stock."
2: Because his his investment's contingent on stock price, right? Not dividends. Not dividends, right?
3: And whereas, you. so dividend stocks tend to have a lower turnover, a longer hold period, you know, by people. But you're also right, they're more mature companies, which is another reason why people hang on to them. Because Steve, if, if Caterpillar stock drops 10% in value. Do you think Caterpillar is going to go out of business? They will not. They've been around a long, long time. Truly
0: I a you. global company.
3: Well, me. and they started back in World War One, the days of World War I. Believe I didn't it or not, know that. They built some of the first tanks. Yes, that's how they got their start, believe it or not. Very interesting company. There's a lot of great history behind yeah. these companies, but anyhow, I don't think Caterpillar is going out of business anytime soon. I can tell you, they're a very, very well-established company, and just a great company. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, a great company uh, that is a truly global player. As you mentioned, you know, in the world as far as construction goes, all kinds of things uh, uses for their equipment, which is also not. Cheap equipment. No, it is very expensive equipment. everything they make you know for mining for construction, you name it it's uh, it's all big time, high dollar equipment uh, and their brand is just so well known. I mean, I think anybody that sees that brand or one of their equipment, one of their vehicles knows exactly who makes it. You can tell by the color. You can tell by the look, by the logo, everything. They have an outstanding brand. And uh, that's just that's just the thing about dividend stocks. They just don't drop that much when the market goes down. They tend to hold up much better. And that's all the more reason to own them, but also ones that are growing at 30% a year, dividends at 30% a year, which is what I really like. If we can buy them and hang on to them, you know, for a couple of years, that's great. But like I said, you've got to do this for a multi-year period and I want to make sure that people understand that I mean three to five years stay with the strategy I think you'll like it if, if you're the right investor for it I think you'll enjoy it
2: so again it's it's a long-term strategy it's a growth strategy
3: absolutely okay. long-term
2: yes and takes advantage of companies that are around for a very long time that's that's kind of part of the strategy All right, so uh, this week Dan's giving away uh, a book about dividend growth strategy. It's called Dividend Growth Machine, and uh, he's willing to send you that book and his uh, one sheet on growth, his growth strategies, uh, all free. All you got to do is call his office and, and, you know, leave your name and address on the voicemail. I know that's... That's a lot to ask, but it's you can do this. It's 918-398-8387 is the phone number. And again, that's for a free book and information about his dividend stock, uh, growth stock strategy, all free. 918-398-8387. More Money Talk after a quick timeout on 1023 KRMG. Wop everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Money Talk here on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. Clearly you were in a 60s kind of mood oh, yeah. huh? when you chose the music for oh, it yeah. today. It's uh, Most definitely. all cl- classics for sure. Um, we, uh, uh, we have fun with our music, but we also, uh, take care of business and we're kind of running out of time. So I guess I'll just go ahead and proceed with the actual programming part of the program. Dan has a book to give away this week as he does every week, sir. You want to tell him about it?
3: Sure. It's called Dividend Growth Machine, how to supercharge your investment returns with dividend stocks. We'll send you the book and the information on our dividend growth stock strategy. It's all free. Just give me a call at 918 918- Three nine eight eight three eight seven. That's 918-398-8387. Just leave us your name and your address when you get our voicemail, and we'll send that out to you absolutely free. Now, I've talked for several weeks, Steve, about what I think is <clears throat> a maybe cataclysmic event or market, you know, opportunity coming, you know, potentially coming, uh, precipitated by the debt crisis and the government. Budget shut down potentially in November, mid-November 17th, somewhere around there, and the political environment <laughs> overseas, which all is becoming more hostile by the moment, for not, lack of a better Not term. a pretty sight. Would you agree, Russell? Russell? <clears throat> Sorry. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, what do you do? There's a couple investments that I want to throw out there for people to consider. We've talked about buffered unit investment trusts, which are 15 month trusts that offer like a 15, 20, or 30% downside protection, but in a unit trust. But I've told people you should hold those for 15 months till they mature, ideally, so, so the buffer can kick in and protect you in the event there's a down market. There's another way to do it also, which is buffered. ETFs or exchange-traded funds, we have those as well with 15% buffers and 30% buffers. These are more liquid. I mean, they're both liquid, but these are a little bit easier to get out of. However, the buffer doesn't work quite as well as it does on the unit trust. So I want to make sure people understand that these buffers aren't perfect. On the unit trust, the buffer is clearly defined. If you hold to maturity and the S&P drops, say, 10% and you have a 20% buffer, you know you're going to be okay. On the ETF, you could possibly still take a loss, let's just say, if that were to occur. Mm -hmm. But on the ETF, you don't have to hold it to maturity because there is no maturity on the ETF. So it's a little bit different. The ETF is actually made up of 12 different buffered, kind of like UITs. but That's way too far in the weeds. But anyhow, you can get some protection with the ETF. And you don't have to keep rolling it over every 15 months. You can just put the money in it and let it roll every time. The buffered ETFs, or the buffered, excuse me. UITs, we've seen the caps coming up on those, and I do like them, and the, the caps are moving up. They're now uh, 22%, 23% on the 10% buffer, So, which is pretty healthy, and they're heading to the upside. About a year ago, those caps were north of 30%, believe it or not, for a 15-month investment. That's a pretty healthy cap.
0: That's amazing, actually. Of course,
3: but it only offers a 10% buffer. That one's just a 10% downside protection. But 10% is a pretty good level of protection for most markets. I would say that's a pretty hefty level of protection. Then there's also a 20% buffer and a 30% buffer for those of us who are just determine the market's going to go down, you know, that yeah. everything's yeah. going to poo-poo, as how always say, yeah. uh, that's the, the 30% is geared for that person. Most people, uh, mo- the bulk of sales in these products are done in the 20% buffer range, the mid range of the two kind of happy, the Goldilocks, happy medium, if you will, 20% buffer is the most common one. I think the cap on that right now is about 15 or 16% for a 15 month period. So, And these are good investments. I, I mean, I do like them. They're not for everybody, but they're for the right person. They can be a pretty decent investment. Uh, they can protect you, and they're liquid. So you can sell it, Steve, if you have to, but the buffer may not kick in, so you don't really don't want to sell it if you don't have to is what I'm trying to say. Yep. You want to hold it to maturity to the end of the 15-month period because then you know the buffer will kick in. And if you've got the 20% buffer, Steve, and the S&P goes down 15% with the 20% buffer, you know at the end of the 15-month period you'll get all your money back. You won't take a loss.
0: You get a little more protection, but a little less upside. Right. Right.
3: But if the market goes down 22%, instead of taking a 22% loss, you would take a 2% loss, which is a lot more palatable, I think, to most folks than a 22% loss. At least least it would be to me, uh, certainly. And so these are some of the, the products that you can use right now to protect yourself if you feel the way I do about what's coming. Now, if you don't, that's fine, you know. More power to you. Rock and roll, baby. If you're a little more optimistic about what's coming up, more power to you. We've got a lot of things happening in the next year. The U.S. Treasury has to roll $9 trillion in the next 15 months worth of debt. That debt is rolling over from nine basis points to 500 basis points on average. Mm. Russell, do you think that's a bit of an increase? No, that's in your, gonna be a in your yeah, payment. Absolutely. <laughs> and then especially when you're doing it on $9 trillion. That's actual money. That's a real <laughs> That's a real payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so right now, you know, they've issued $600 billion in the last month on new debt I mentioned earlier in the show that the U.S. Treasury has. The the scary part of all this is this number keeps going up every month. And I've been talking about it for a little over a yep. month now, but it yep. keeps going up and it's going up fast. And six hundred billion is a big number, you know for a one month period that's a huge number and I don't see anybody getting a handle on this and the House of Representatives right now can't could do anything about it even if they wanted to. They couldn't do anything without a speaker. Essentially, you know that's the way. That's kind of where we're at.
0: Well, you know, if you can keep the distractions coming, you don't have to actually talk about a potential solution to that problem, which I'm Correct. not sure there is. Well, and
3: I'm so. not sure there's an easy solution. There's not an easy no. solution. I'm not, I don't even know what the solution would be, but somebody's got to get a hold of something up there or this is going to go horribly bad and something's going to break. Like I said earlier, something is going to break and that's my fear. Uh, my fear is we're going to have a failed treasury auction and what that is, is that's when Steve comes out to say, Russell, he's the U.S. Treasury and he offers $500 billion, you know, in treasuries, let's just say, and there aren't enough bidders to buy all $500 mm. billion. That's called a failed auction in our business. And that means the next time Steve has an auction, the prices are going to be even lower that people bid for his hip. goods, because he's considered damaged goods, kind of at that point. The other thing I'll tell you that I think is coming in the next year is going to be another credit downgrade for the U.S. government. Yep. Yeah. I'd say more than likely we're looking at one, and I'm surprised we haven't had have one yet, but I think we will before the before the election or around that time. You know?
0: so, so that's the old uh, supply and demand thing, huh? Yes. When there's exactly no demand, there's the a prices, problem.
3: Yeah, the prices will go down. Yep. Well, the demand is drying up right now because the supply has been flooded. The, the issue is the Treasury has flooded supply into the market because they're issuing so much debt. And so people have less and less appetite for that product because they already have a ton of it. I mean, how many cars do you need? How many cars are you going to drive, Steve? You can buy one car, maybe two cars, but at, if, at the point where you have five, what are you going to do? You really don't need another car.
0: Groceries are good to have, too. Yes,
3: yeah. all kinds of things. But anyway, that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> All right. Well, good show, guys. Interesting
2: stuff and and, uh, much appreciated. Uh, A reminder before we get out of here, Dan's giving away the book uh, Dividend Growth Machine this week. You can get that book and his uh, paper on dividend growth stocks all free by calling his office at 918 398 It is Sunday. You'll get the voicemail because Dan's, you know, here, not there. Just leave your name and address on said voicemail for the free book and the information. The book, again, Dividend Growth Machine, the number 918-398-8387. I'm Russell Mills. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be here live and local next Sunday on 1023 KRMG
1: for Money Talk. You've been listening to Money Talk with Dan Witham, a Wall Street veteran with over 25 years experience in the securities industry. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. All investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Join us again next week for Money Talk.